we go. Okay. So the last time I spoke, uh, the, the first thing we spoke about was the storm that's coming and what we need to do to make sure that our boats are sorted out so that our storms don't go, our boats don't go down. And if we look just recently at all the storms and people not really being prepared, I must be honest, my roof leaked in places that it's never leaked before. It came in, so I, I wasn't even at the place that I should have been. But anyway, um, the storm came and people were, people were hurt, people were killed. But uh, what we did was we looked at the storm is coming, and then we looked at the, the, the canola fields. Do you guys know the canola fields, those beautiful yellow fields? And as you drive through them, we felt God say to us, He doesn't want a 30 or a 60-fold return. He wants a 100-fold return from us. He wants everything from us. And then we looked at, we started to look at the road. And we said the first thing in the road, that on your way up to Johannesburg, I did that trip quite a few times before I moved down to, to Cape Town, the first thing that you hit were all the stop-go signs through the desert where they were working on the, on the road. And so the first thing for us on the stop-go sign was Acts 2, verse 38, where it says, repent and be baptized. And a whole lot of people got baptized. I think there were 16 people that got baptized that week. That was amazing. I've never seen 16 people be baptized, and I've been in full-time ministry since 1995. And so that's a long time. So it was really exciting. But then what's the first thing you have to do when you move past the stop-go and you're on the road. Don't you have to fill up with petrol? Eh? You have to fill up with petrol. Because without petrol, you're not going to go anywhere. And tonight I want to I speak about that, that petrol. What do you think the petrol is? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the petrol. We are not going anywhere without the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're going to run out. We're going to end up on the side of the road. You know, like those old movies you check where they, where they run out in the middle of the desert because they've got no more fuel. The thing for me, this, and I want you guys, if you grasp anything, I want you to grasp this. The Holy Spirit is actually the promise of the Father. He's the promise. Baptism and repentance. You shall, be, you shall repent. You shall be baptized. Commands, you have to do it. You don't have a choice. Bapti repentance and baptisms are, and baptism is actually a command of the Lord. Do it. Not, and you get people, no, I don't know if I should be baptized. The, the Bible doesn't give you that space. It says, be baptized. Go and be baptized. So if you haven't been baptized, you need to talk to me afterwards. A lot of people, uh, most of the people, only, the only people that haven't been baptized are those that I don't know. Um, you could have been baptized somewhere else. You don't have to be baptized in this church. But you have to be baptized after you've repented and come to the Lord. You can't be baptized when you're an infant because the Bible says you have to first repent before you can be baptized. How do you repent if you're an infant? You can't. It's not possible. So the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
Let's go to Acts 1 and verse 4 and 5. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. But wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When I heard Hilda praying out in tongues tonight, I thought, you know what, Lord, that's, that's just a confirmation of, because when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the things that happens is you, God gives you a new tongue. And there is the gift of tongues that needs to be interpreted, but there's also just your heavenly tongue that you use. I don't know about you, but I use it every single day of my life. I can't live without the Holy Spirit indwelling me on, a, on an ongoing basis. I can't, I can't live without that. I, I, and praying, praying in your heavenly language can seem weird at times. So I actually get myself doing something else so that I can uh, not think about what I'm actually doing because it, it, it feels weird. And so I'll pray in tongues while I walk or while I do something or when I'm washing the dishes or doing the clothes or... That's why I pray in tongues often. <laughs> Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Everybody like power. Yes, I can heal the sick. I can do this. Why will we receive power? You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Folk, if we have the Holy Spirit staying, living inside of us, we need to be speaking to those that don't know Him on a regular basis. We need to be finding opportunity to speak to Him, to speak to others. Because the power of God is inside of you to help those people to change. You know what? People can't go from unsaved to saved without the Holy Spirit being involved. It's not a natural conversion. It's a supernatural conversion that takes place. Acts 2.4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Who? Some of them. Hello? Some of them, my mother, my father, were filled. No, all of them were filled. You and me, we were filled to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I come out of, I've, I've been a Christian for 40 years because I've been I've been married for 40 years. So I now got saved just before I got married. So when I first got saved, they would say, who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And everyone was like, yes, I want it. And they say, come to the front. And you come to the front. And they grab you by the head. No, as the Spirit enabled them, not the person praying for you, the the Holy Spirit, actually, you receive the Holy Spirit from Jesus, not from the person laying hands on you. Acts 2.17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. All, all, every single one. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit. Guys, that word pour is not just a little drip. That word pour is like under a waterfall. It's super abundant. 
It's, I, I don't know if, I used to surf when I was a young guy. And most of the time it was tiny little waves. We'd go out, nah, 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 surf around, enjoy ourselves, watch the oaks from the Transvaal come down and nearly drown, have to save them over your surfboard. And anyway, we used to play in the surf on a little, and then every now and again, storm surf like we had here now. And you go out there, and it's three meters of foam, never mind the wave. When that thing hits down, it's three meters high worth of foam. You, you push your board down, or most times you just throw your board away and you go down as far as you can. And when you feel your board stop pulling your leg, then you climb up your leash. Because you forget which way is up. I've often swum into the bottom. It's like it's chaos. It's, it's like a, a, a washing machine. That's what it's like when God pulls his spirit up. If you've never had an experience like that, but you're full of the Holy Spirit, I want you, when you go home tonight, I want to say, Lord, I'm not satisfied with what I've got. I want more of you. I want to feel your Holy Spirit. I want to be shaken by your Holy Spirit. Guys, don't settle for go home, okay, let's watch the Springboks win. Yes, they're going to win. But don't settle for that. Let's watch the Springboks win with full of the Holy Spirit. It's quite dangerous for the TV set, but anyway. Patty at home, so that I don't throw a brick through the TV, she's got these like foam bricks. So I can throw them against the TV and then they bounce back and I can throw them again. Yeah, so, but I want, in Acts 2.38, Peter says, repent and be baptized, that we've done, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, so when you've repented and when you've baptized, you've been forgiven, and then when you're forgiven, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift, when you get a gift, you pay for it. When you get a gift, it's for free. Don't, I love gifts. Do you, do you like, Patty really likes gifts. Yo. Guys, the Holy Spirit is a gift. If tonight, if, you, if, you're, feeling, if you're feeling like you're empty, that word that came. If, you, if you're feeling like hey, I'm, I'm missing out on something, I'm, I'm, I'm depleted, you are not full of the Holy Spirit. And you, once you get full, that doesn't mean you stay full. While you travel up the road, you've got to keep filling up at all the petrol stations. Else you're not going to get where you need to go. Baptism in the Spirit has always been the result of a promise being fulfilled by God. Rather than a command. Not you will be baptized. No. Lord, just pour out your spirit. You know what? I, I, I can be busy at home, which is not often, but anyway. Uh, I, I can be busy at home and then suddenly I, I just, I can feel the Holy Spirit is here. I don't know if you, you can, but I can, I can just feel the Holy Spirit's here. And I begin to just sense the power of God coming into my life. 
but he's, he's changing my thinking. He's changing my life. You need to be able to do that. And you can't do that unless you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. If, you, if you're walking in the power of God, it's available to all. We've already uh, spoken about that. Available to God. God will pour out. Spoken about that already. Pour. He's not stingy or tight-fisted with his provision. Abundantly, lavishly pour out his spirit on all children. He, he, he just wants to... Aren't there times in your life when you think, hey, Lord, I need you now. This is difficult what I'm going through. I need you now. In your marriage, unless you, you're one of those that has got a perfect marriage, never ever have problems. I, I wonder if Patty and I could see you. Uh, if you're not married, you've got a perfect marriage. Right? But you know what? We all go through those moments. Eh? We, go, we go through those times when, when things are difficult. I can imagine Jan and Enya with their baby. When you first get home, you're all excited until you can't sleep for six weeks. Then, then, you, then it's not so exciting. But you know what? Even in that situation, the Holy Spirit will come. Any situation, He will come. In your work situation, I've, I've spoken to people, they're on the verge of losing their job or whatever's going to happen, and God intervenes, and the Holy Spirit comes, and things are changed. Make moments in your life on a daily basis where you just, even if it's got to go into the toilet and door, close the door, Lord, I need you now. I need you now. And when you come out of that toilet, you're a different person. It's like Superman coming out of the telephone box. But guys, we, I, I, I want you to, to know that the Holy Spirit is a gift. It's not something that you work for. It's not something that you earn. It's a gift. He has been promised to you and me. And who knows that God does not break his promises? Well, he's never broken one to me. I can be honest. And you know what? I've been through a lot, but God's never broken a promise. I've had a triple bypass. God never broke a promise. I've had all sorts of physical things in my life. God has not broken his promise to me. If I would have done what he said up front, those things may have never taken place. There's no better way to bring healing into your body than in the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is no better way. I, I can look at I can look at Penelope Jane here. She used to have rheumatoid arthritis, RA. And she was in serious pain, and God held her like that. God can do that for any one of us. Any one of us, God can do that. Fullness only comes from one source, and that's the Holy Spirit. You know what? We, we cannot get hold of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to get a hold of us. We... We, he doesn't belong to us. We belong to him. 
We have to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know what? There have been decisions that I've had to make in my life that I've made purely on the fact of that I've believed I've heard the Holy Spirit. And it, and it would seem like it's contrary. And you can ask Patty. She's, she's been there when I've made the decision. And it's been right because it's the Holy Spirit. We can't rely on self or learn techniques. Oh, we do it this way so it works. We just do it. You know, if we prophesy and then we say, please God, at the end of it, then it's God. Because that's what we learn. There's no techniques. The only way to be continually filled is being submissive to the Holy Spirit. People think it's weird. But I have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. I talk to him. Oh, but you can't talk to the Holy Spirit. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. There's this thing that I learned. Theology is when you say the Holy Spirit, it's going to talk about the acts that he does. When it's Holy Spirit, it's relational. So Holy Spirit, I just want to talk to you now. Like the Holy Spirit did this. It's not optional or for special people, but normal procedure. I got saved, and the next week, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Patty was so envious, because she had been saved for a year, and she still didn't have the Holy Spirit in her life. When I got saved, I wanted everything that God could give me. Everything. Ephesians 5 and verse 18, it says, Do not get drunk on wine. Quite a lot of that happens in Cape Town. Which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Patty often has a good laugh at me. Because if I'll get a, a tune in my head, and then I'll start singing it over and over. She said, please, can't you find another song? Like this song, yeah, this last song we ended, it's very uh, catchy in terms we bound low to your freedom to worship. <laughs> but, and Patty eventually said, babes, can't you find another song? Please, man. Can't, can't you? I love you, Jesus, deep down in my heart. I love you, Jesus, deep down in my heart. Talk about deep, deep, down, down. I also led youth at one stage. <laughs> Galatians 3 and verse 2. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? You receive the promise by faith. It's Roland is telling me that I can receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do it by faith. Lord, I'm trusting you right now. That's how easy it is. You know what? You know, part of the problem is often people want to see the strange stuff when it comes to the Holy Spirit. They want to see the manifestation and people falling on the floor and all sorts of stuff. You know what? That, that does not mean that the Holy Spirit's there. 
it does, if it does happen, it doesn't mean he's there, not there as well. But that's not what we're going for. We're going for baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you've been the first time, if you've been back, we want to be continually filled. Think about the road. I want to get to the end of this road, but I'm going to need to put in petrol more than once. I'll tell you what, up to Johannesburg, I think it took about three times. We had to fill in, fill up. But we don't receive the Spirit by feeling. So somebody prays for you, it's not because of what you feel. But you'll walk away from here and your life should never be the same. Should never be the same. And it doesn't depend on who prays for you either. In the old days, I talk about the old days when, when I was young. Is that the very old days? The good old days. They, you're not baptized if there isn't some sort of uh, manifestation. How, if, if something didn't happen, they would shake you and pray for you, and it, it, was, it was nasty. It really was nasty. It was like, you will, and then they'd pray in tongues over you, and then they'd try and get you to pray in tongues by them praying in tongues. That's not how it happens. It happens just like this. The Holy Spirit just says, I, uh, Father says, I promise you my spirit. There we are. Promise you my spirit. There's another one. Just like that. That's why I don't even let people come to the front anymore when I pray for them about the Holy Spirit because it's not people. It's God by faith touching these people. If you feel you need someone to pray for you, because some, sometimes people have got more faith if somebody lays hands on and prays. I'm happy to do that, but there isn't a requirement to do that. So you're sitting there and you think, Ooh, what am I going to have to do now? So how do we receive the Holy Spirit? The first thing is you need to be thirsty. You need to be thirsty. John seven thirty seven. it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. You need to be thirsty. You, you need to want to drink of the Spirit. To live this life that we live. We need to be thirsty for the Holy Spirit. We need to be thirsty. Then you need to ask. Luke eleven thirteen. it says, If you then, th though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. That word gifts again. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I want you, Holy Spirit. I want you. And then the last one, John 7, 37, we read a little. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. I wonder if we could bow our heads.
the first thing I want to do is to even get on this road and get to the stop-go sign, we need to have surrendered our life to Jesus Christ. We've got to, we got to progress uh, through repentance and baptism so that we can get to that petrol station where we can be filled by the Spirit. And my heart this, this morning, this evening, sorry, is that first of all, if there's anyone here today, tonight, that has never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you've never made that decision. I, re- I remember this day over 40 years ago where there was a guy that was singing in the front of the, in the, front of the hall in French. He was from Mauritius. And I just felt the presence of God come on my life. It was nothing to do with him. It was all to do with God and his plan for my life. And I ran out of that hall. I ran. And as I ran, I heard the pastor's wife coming behind me. It was a wooden floor, and she had high heel shoes, so it was quite noisy. But she caught me before I got out of the hall, and she led me to the Lord. You see, when we encounter God, we can't resist Him. And He is everywhere. So if you hear this, this, this evening and you've never, ever actually made a decision and said, I choose today to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you've never done that before, I wonder if if you could stick your hand up while everyone's head is bowed. I'd love to pray with you this evening. Is there anyone like it? Oh, Lord. Let's not rush past there. Let's just think about that. I want to add into that. uh, If if you were once in a a great place with the Lord, but you've, through circumstances, through whatever the reason may be, you've found yourself in a place where you're not walking as close as you used to with Jesus Christ. I wonder if, if you'd stick your hand up. I'd love to pray with you as well. Is anyone like that? That's wonderful. You can put your hand down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 